0: This is The Great Hip Hop Debates, presented by XL, hosted by yours truly, Torre, and my girl, the editor-in-chief of XL magazine, Vanessa Sally. Each week, we'll be bringing you some amazing guests to chop it up and give us their opinions on hip-hop's most pressing topics. It's always no-hoes-barred, all the way real, and very entertaining. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and catch us weekly at XXLMag.com. And here we are, here we have it. I'm excited about it. I see a room full of amazing people and I know it's going down. Let me let y'all know what we're getting into, man. Everybody's talking about this and this and that on their podcast, but nobody's really getting into the things that we talk about. Nobody's getting into that shop talk. Nobody's really shooting it straight and telling it like it is. And that's why the great folks up here at XL have decided to give you the great hip-hop debates. Now, we're going to talk about some real touchy stuff. We're going to talk about some stuff that people talk about, and we're going to cut it close, shoot it real, and give it to you straight. And uh, for this uh, inaugural edition, or this inaugural uh, first one we have here, we got a really great room full of people, man. Of course, with me right here is Vanessa Satin, EIC of WSL. What up, V? What's up?
1: What's up? I thought this would be kind of exciting to do. We've been wanting to do a project with for a minute. So um, we'll talk about some cool topics. So I think great hip hop. Kind of like those cafeteria conversations.
0: You know? For sure, for sure. I don't know if they talk about it so much in the hair salon, but it's definitely a lot of barbershop <laughs> talk. Um, it to, depends
2: which hair salon.
0: Right, right. Not the ones I go to. <laughs> so to my right, to you guys' left, we got, I mean, this guy's been involved with so many amazing projects and journalism from the MTV side of things to, you know, you see him in the studio right now running around with Busta and the whole conglomerate. Mm. The world-renowned, my man, Shaheen Reed. What up,
3: Shah? What's up? I'm happy to be here. XXL, I them um, too, you know? No doubt,
0: no doubt. He's got his fair. OG hoodie on because he's definitely OG status. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. In the center, the lady in the cipher today, man, we got Samaya K. Anytime you want to know about somebody's fabulous life or if you want to get a review or you want to know what's going on with some dope music and some dope things in the culture, she's definitely on point. What up?
2: And she wrote her upcoming cover story.
0: Oh word! Yeah, crazy. Lost
2: my cover virginity with double XL, so look forward to that. What what
0: better way to lose your virginity than to something double XL, huh? Cliche. And of course, man, we got Brooklyn's own the finisher. I'm talking about from Big Daddy Kane to B.I.G. to smashing every club in this city to tearing up that radio, man. The great Mr. C. What up, C?
4: What's good? What's good? It's good to be a part of the first, uh, the first ever podcast for double xr really appreciate y'all inviting me
0: you 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 definitely are the first you break you know i mean you break grounds you break records and now you helping us break this podcast definitely
4: glad to be here
0: so the topic for today is i mean with the life of pablo being out there right now i think we had a few weeks to to digest it and receive it
1: we definitely
0: did we want to talk about the best kanye west albums yeah so Kanye is, I believe, seven or eight albums in. Seven albums and then one with Jay, so that's eight in total. We're going to talk
4: about the worst Kanye album, too? we
0: going to talk about the worst Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going right. to talk about everything. That's right, what we're cool, here cool. for. So, um, like I said, Pablo is out there right now. I'm sure that all you guys... And that's with,
1: the final album title. We know it's definitely Pablo he's talking about. It's, it's, it's not the, Paul. Well, it's been released, yeah, yeah. The Life of Pablo. The minute he was going to
0: be yeah. Paul, I wasn't sure. You <laughs> know, the life Wish. of Paul. Right? <laughs> Paul
1: McCartney? No, I think he was Paul... <laughs>
2: Paul the Apostle. Apostle. Yeah. Paul
3: the Apostle. Paul the Apostle. <laughs> <laughs> that guy.
0: That guy definitely toes the line with that Jesus
3: talk, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, are we talking about the, the fantasy albums, too, that never came out? The albums with him and T-Pain and the albums with him and Drake, just the fantasy albums because I have those like pretty there. high up well, on what'd my list.
1: What
3: you think list. about Pablo? <clears throat> I thought Pablo had great... I thought it was great sonically. Um, I love the melodies on it. Um, lyrically... It wasn't as provocative as some of his past projects, you know? Uh, like, he's talking about the model and the bleaching of the booty hole, and he'll feel like <laughs> a jerk if the, if the, bleach, the bleach gets, on, gets his shirt. on his t-shirt. That was weird. Yeah. It's a real weird line. Especially
1: coming from Ultra Light Beams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> After that, the order was kind of fun.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think Kanye can make a bad album I don't think he can make a whack album I think, you know, if you compare this to a lot of the stuff that's out now I think it's it's superior But when you put it in his catalog, in my opinion, it ranks pretty low in his catalog I hope hope Kanye is such a high standard I'm actually the first one you could do the research to ever interview Kanye And, um ever since then ever since he told me we had a big argument because i i told him his first album was definitely going to go platinum and he said that he was going to go diamond and i was bugging (laughs) this is the college dropout we had a we had a little argument over that but um i think he holds himself to a higher standard i i think pablo is is good not great and definitely not one of his best albums
2: I also think the story about Pablo is bigger than the album, right? It was like a circus, like just yeah, leading up. Project, yeah. yeah, I mean, the rollout was just as you said before, like what was it called? It was Swish and then Waves and So Help Me God and then Paul. I mean, and now it is the life of Pablo, but even just the way it was rolled out, I mean, where how many weeks deep and it's not streaming on every service. Right. So as is it fans. A
3: you, I, think yeah. Yeah. I think it was.
2: I think it was the design. I mean, it's one of those things like a Kanye album is an event to me, not mm-hmm. just in hip hop, but in pop culture. And I remember watching Saturday Night Live and he says, Go to my website right now, it's coming out. And I went to his website and I was ready to spend the twenty dollars, but I couldn't Stop hit, it. you know, I but <laughs> got I got him. Could, but the fact that I couldn't, right. you know, me and a lot of fans, like, he basically fueled like people bootlegging his shit. And you know, to me, a Kanye album, it's so convoluted, it's come to a point that even the artist, he kind of doesn't care about it anymore. Like, he released it, pulled it off the site, that also remastered like it. was garden
1: thing, that felt like the whole point of everything was a merch get. Absolutely. You know, like, it doesn't matter what the album was, it didn't matter what everyone thought they were going to sell those $200, you know, robes or bathrobes or programs tattered or clothing t-shirts yeah. or holes that, that's what it, the event felt like it was like what well, doesn't even matter what this project yeah like. it's that all these people kind of come out and co-signed him you know and did you buy a t-shirt well
2: oh. and i think this album the way i looked at it it almost soundtracked his fashion show and i think for a very long time he's been very into fashion those are the tables he wants to sit at he wants co-signs from anna wintour those are the tastemakers Carl Lagerfeld that's who he cares about really at the end of the day and I don't think there's anything wrong but I think as music fans we got shortchanged I mean this was so, an album to soundtrack in Adidas fashion show
0: do you feel like the music is suffering because of his-
2: absolutely I think the music is I think the fans are suffering you know I'm a Kanye fan, again, since '04. I didn't interview him, like Shaheem. I was still in college when College Dropout Shah, came you out. you did not have
0: the answers, though, Sha. Yeah, you but- You didn't
2: have the answers back then. But it's that how, as a fan, you know? <laughs> but as a fan, how can we look at it and embrace Life of Pablo when the artist himself is basically telling you, half you guys can't out. stream my record. Right. The record may come out, may not come out. Oh, and by the way, I'm already working on my next, next album. Right. So to me, as a rapper, you're not even focused on your own shit as fans or as media or as critics, how are we supposed to care and why?
0: So how do you feel about the actual music though?
2: I think the music is fine. I think to Shaw's point, there are some gems. Like I really loved um, Waves. I really liked, you know, uh, Wolves. Frank Ocean was great on it. But you know, to me, is he moving the needle? And I don't think so. And Kanye was always somebody, you know, even on records like Yeezus that I think were really polarizing he pushed the needle. Like, he was doing auto-tune when it wasn't so cool for rappers, too. He was being vulnerable when it wasn't so cool for rappers, too. But what is he really saying this time around? And we're at a time when guys like Kendrick and Jay Cole are saying things and moving the needle. So I think in the zeitgeist, I just don't feel Kanye is as iconic as he'd like to be, and I think he has the capacity to be.
1: Definitely that he has the capacity to be. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: There was a tweet. It said, uh, it said Kendrick Lamar is what Kanye would have been if the Kardashians didn't get him. That was, um... It <laughs> I there?
1: saw that. That was uh, uh, the Tonight Show with the...
0: I forget what it was. The guy
1: that took over the... T- the um the guy that took over John Stewart's spot. Trevor Noah.
0: Trevor, oh, Noah. Trevor Noah he
1: that he was saying and I do not I, I think anything hit the head, the nail on the head like that yeah yeah you know, no that, that yeah. yeah he did seem that like that
0: definitely was, struck a chord yeah. I mean we going back to George Bush doesn't care about black people yeah. Kanye well, that's
1: what you thought and, I, I think that's what fans thought the direction he was going in that you couldn't hold him back he was going to say whatever he wanted but that it was more than just about clothing and him and what he talks about now I think on this Twitter feed Totally. And people expected more. Uh, you know, Khaled said earlier this week that he considers himself the, uh, you know, Quincy Jones of hip-hop. I think in a lot of ways Kanye is that Quincy Jones of hip-hop. When you get people like Chance and when you get people like The Dream and you get... You know, Kirk, Franklin. Himself, Kirk Franklin. <laughs> I think he brings something great out of people because I think people think he's going to rise to the occasion and the music's going to live up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we got that on this project, but I still think that is the... You know I mean? Quincy Jones played trumpet. Kanye raps and does his own little thing. I feel him as kind of that Quincy Jones that knows how to get people together and get the best out of them. I just don't know if we're getting the best out of him. Sure. Right. And I don't know when we hit that wall. Um, but then when this project came out, everyone was like, well, you know, it's better than Yeezus. You know, but I don't, weird bl- but the, I don't believe that. not was that. the comparison, was yeah. to not compare it right. to one of the other albums, it right. was to compare it to Yeezus, which was, you know, okay, so what are
3: we saying? <laughs> I, I think Kanye will be best served to not even put release dates for albums. I think he just needs to drop it because it seemed like the release date kind of just pigeonholed him and he wasn't quite sure and it wasn't quite finished. And, you know, he was... he was. We saw we saw a, a, a track listing and then we saw a whole another track listing like right. in the next 48 hours. And it was sharp, man. He was a little confused. It was definitely
4: all over the place. Sharp, sharp, sharp. It's Mr. C right here. Break it down, C. <laughs> <see?
3: laughs> Let me He's tell y'all something. Head, Let me tell way.
4: y'all something. everything kanye does he knows exactly what he be doing he knows everything that he does he knows what he's doing all that changing the track listing all that changing the album title he had the album already in the can ready to go all of that is a part of his stick as part as his thing of to get to create the hype that he wanted to create as far as the life of pablo album i think it's a dope album um i think the two downfalls of, of what happened with his album was one Putting it on title. No offense to title, no offense to Hove, but you know, uh everybody couldn't get the access to the album like you would if you was to put it on iTunes or Google Play or whatever the case is. So that's one. And then from a DJ standpoint, especially with radio, he didn't service a clean album. hmm You know, like Def Jam you know, had just had service media Album Clean by some DJ that just made up his own clean version it's of the terrible, album. It's a terrible clean. And, and 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 so that that also played a role in it too. And and, wow. and and but I think the album is dope. I think one of the best. I think one of the dopest tracks on the album is the I Love Kanye. The little forty four second little. interlude because <laughs> yeah. that's 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 synonymous of what Kanye is all about. Everybody always talk about they want the old Kanye, or they want this Kanye, or they want that Kanye, but Kanye's gonna gonna be who he is. You know, whatever that is for the moment, he's gonna be what he is. So, back to the original point, everything that Kanye does, he knows exactly what he's doing.
2: It's but just, the problem is it didn't work i mean yeah, that's just the question. So weird
4: right but but, yeah. it, it, but it didn't it but did it didn't work in who whose eyes though i mean, I mean you know it, it definitely
2: didn't work well yeah it, i mean yeah but uh, but, but, it, but, but it, it, i know? think
4: i think what he i think what he was trying to set if i think if he wanted it to be successful commercially he would have put it out um you know like i said on itunes or google play i think the fact that he put it out on title was to 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 to, to help title boost up is is and i'm you sure
2: know, he got a check so right for all we
4: absolutely know, he absolutely. got a check bigger yeah. than he absolutely we but basically but if you look at the dynamic of the album is to me it's more like a mixtape than an album you know what i'm saying i'm saying because even like when rappers put out mixtapes it's really an a, a street album you know what i mean or whatever right. the case is so but, but you can't but, but you know like a song like that? no more parties in la that's a that song is
3: bananas yeah, that to me.
0: brings up I think that Kendrick's artist, voice
3: is too low, and they didn't mix Kendrick right. Well,
0: Kanye is still mixing the album. If that okay. makes you feel any better, he <laughs> said that is the new mix and massive version going up this week. Okay, so, I need that. I didn't like how
3: Kendrick. Kendrick's voice wasn't they're mixed. They're
0: still tweaking it. Um, as far as as far as Kanye as as one of the the coach's biggest artists, though, you know, does it hurt him that he doesn't have an album or his latest album isn't? commercially successful you know they didn't, they didn't release the numbers to Absolutely. Nielsen and SoundScan, so we don't know what it scanned we don't know what it streamed you know um they said that titles um uh, subscribers doubled to two million so i guess you can kind of gauge it that way that's a but, success because uh, artists of his caliber though you know but, and you can't because that you have to you know at the end of by. the day
2: they're definitely qualitative things right like impact and what someone sort of like, you know, how hot they are. These are qualitative things. Mm-hmm. All four of us will have a different definition of who's hot right now. But numbers don't lie. And that's the one metric that that's how you compare people, right? I mean, like you said, Ye wanted to go diamond. Why was that important? Because he knew people like Big went diamond. He knew what the metric was. And to me, the fact that they wouldn't show the numbers like title basically said we have the numbers we're not telling you i think everyone in this room kind of knows if the numbers were that popping we would know what they were but, but a guy like kanye can't have a number five record or a number 25 record if he's not number one it's best that he doesn't chart at all because he's a winner he's an icon and we really do expect like the best from him right
4: but i i think that um you know we're also in an age of music where Artists is just dropping albums just out of the blue, just like what Kendrick just did, you know, a, a week or two ago with the untitled, untitled unmastered I mean, album. Just dropping it, even though he dropped it right after the, you know, his performance. But
2: also Kendrick has a number one album yeah, with that. No, one, I I
4: understand that, but you know? the point I'm making 20, is, is that old. the point I'm making is that a, a lot of these artists is just strategically dropping albums in unique, different types of ways. Sure. To where as I don't even. You know, uh, because of the quick fix era that we in musically, like everybody wants to hear the new, sh- the new. I was gonna make a curse. I don't know if I can curse on we this podcast.
2: Oh, we can't. Oh, a- I already have a- like oh, three oh, times. So go for it. Okay, <laughs>
4: yeah. everybody wants to hear the new shit, but then after they hear the new shit, they on to the next thing. Sure. Um, I think Kanye recognizes that, and that's why I think he put the album out the way that he put it out is because, even though he probably wants his projects to stand between the test of time, nowadays, uh. Certain nowadays projects not going to stand the test of time as it would five, ten, fifteen years ago. So I just think you know, just like the way he put this album out with title and how Jay Z put the album, you know, I forgot the album he put out uh, with uh, with Samsung or whatever the case Maybe is. It's like more more artists is doing you know unique ways of releasing albums and if the numbers if the numbers come out big for them it comes out big for them if it doesn't it doesn't but i think because we're in this quick fix you know it, musically i think more and more artists are just trying to find different and unique ways to put out their music
2: and i respect that i think the fact that a guy like yay would use his music to soundtrack a fashion show that i'm sure he also got a very big check from right. i think is very interesting and kind of speaks to him being a trendsetter i think what's disconcerting is for someone who has that much exposure. So you're thinking not only his platform, but every single Kardashian and Jenner is tweeting out his record, Instagramming it, posting selfies in the studio. And it's like you put all those numbers together and you know, let's be honest, this album didn't make an indelible mark. I think, you know, even 3 weeks out, we've all, you know, we're talking about Kendrick's new record, we're talking about all these other things, and I just feel like where's the imprint? Like But but
4: it goes back, I don't mean I don't, but it goes back to what I said earlier. When he dropped the album, he seized the moment for that particular quick amount of time and I think whatever he wanted to get out of it, he got out of it, and then, like I said, it's on to the next one.
2: But I don't think he did because to Troy's point, why put out the New mastered version? And on Twitter, he keeps talking about the record, right. talking about support art, don't support, you know, streaming. Like he's still kind of on his, you know, pedestal. He's talking about textbooks. He's talking about everything, <laughs> you know, teachers, everything. But I think you know a guy like Yay. I think he wants to win, and I think he wants us all to still be talking about his album. He loves the accolades, you know. This is a guy who's done the cover of Rolling Stone, cover of Vogue. He has this incredible tenure of success, and I think, you know, I think it's great that we can sort of like, oh, like he was strategic. I don't think it was. I think a lot of shit happened. It kind of derailed, and He's now like it's a sort catastrophe of like a to me. I hear what you're saying. I was saying it's he a, circus. a moment, right. you know, when it lasted more than just one
1: day. Because now you can have your album come out and how long does it really last? So I can see it going both ways. But part of it to me, I don't. as a hip-hop fan, I don't come out um, being any more excited about Kanye West after the project. So I don't know if that made the connection or not. However, I don't know if I'm the fan he's ultimately going after, too. You know? Well, that's
2: another question. Is anyone in this room the fan that he wants or has he moved on where he's like, look... I really don't care what music people think. It is really about this world of fashion and art and design that he's so you know gung ho about. Maybe he cares more about what he, you know the president cares. Hermes thinks than what we think. I don't know. I
3: think he still cares about the, the music listener. At the at the heart of everything, I mean, I know Kanye. Like music is sort of just a piece of everything that encompasses Kanye now, but I think at his very foundation, his core, he's still an MC, he's still a producer, he's still a music head, and you know, he wants that validation, he wants to be, at the end of the day, be validated as the dopest or, or, or the hottest guy.
1: But he's definitely changed in the sense that, we used to have a Kanye who used to make uh, beats for people on their albums, you know, I who used he to guest appear on somebody's project. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's, you know, you're working on Kanye's project or nothing, It's his movement, and you've got this guy who we know is talented and knows adds so much to the culture musically, um, you know, personality-wise, but we only get taste of the music when he has this moment. Like, I would love to be able to see him still work with artists and contribute as a producer and as somebody in the community, not just to be about the Kanye moment. you know? There's something about that that takes away from me. It's like, well, when did you decide you only made beats for Jay-Z and Beyonce? And then when did you decide, well, they're not even getting any more. It's only for yourself, on
2: your projects, for when they come out.
1: And I'm, I'm just confu- I'm confused. Of what and I'm okay is. with
2: that. If Kanye says, look, I can't. Because, you know, for a while, who's supposed to be executive producing Rihanna's record right. and French Montana's record. Designers, I'm sure. Uh, there you go. And I think, you know, I don't even mind if he says, look, I'm my own person. I'm an icon. I can't focus on these other um, small fish, so to speak. But then say something that's. Important. Say something that makes a lasting impression. I'm fine with that. If he's like, look, I'll only work with myself because only I deserve Kanye beats. I think it's great. But then give us something that is moving the needle. That's all I ask, whether it be sonically, lyrically.
0: Do you you feel like the collaborations and and the, the way he goes about creating music now with so many different people coming out and having so much input, do you feel like that's taken away from Kanye's voice?
2: I mean, perhaps I think you know V made a good point about him being sort of this Quincy Jones figure, and he is. He's probably one of the only guys in rap, maybe with the exception of like Puff, that can get you know, when everyone they come in the a studio. Room, they're going to yes. try to be as good as they can be for
0: absolutely. A Kanye song. Like
2: Chance says it on the song,
0: absolutely. And yeah. Chance
3: oh, had killed one of the it. best, he it. one of the best verses, one of the best guest appearances on on this whole album. Yeah, you and decide. one of the best
2: like. Appearances and verses for Chance's career. Period. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this kid is on SNL. It gave him just this like resurgence of interest in a lot of people who, you know, kind of weren't sure what Chance right. the Rapper was doing. Well, people so, who even
0: never heard. but there was a great yeah.
2: there was a great article in New York Magazine. I think Rember Brown wrote it, and there was
1: a couple weeks ago. And he said he had a line where he said that you know, look at Ultralight Light Beams. Kanye's coming in sixth place in that song. Right. That he's not starring on his own projects anymore. Right, you know, or maybe you know, I'm paraphrasing it. He's not starring on that, but he didn't star on this project. I think that's an interesting kind of way to look right. at it is that you know, making him sixth place on Ultralight Beans was interesting to right. look at, you know, and then when you think of the performance and everything. So, I wonder what role that plays. Is that you know, how much is he looking at being the creator and the one that puts it all together and the visionary because you see so many guests? Sure,
3: I think he still could salvage this album. I, I, I think. You know, once they figure out a record and just really put a concerted effort and go to radio with it. And he's definitely going to do a a tour. I don't know if he's going to do a Pablo tour, but, you know, people going to come on and see it. I I definitely think the album can still be
4: salvaged, you know, do some videos for it. Do we have a visual from the album? Is There's no uh,
0: video, right?
4: I don't think there's any videos, but, you know, he just announced that he's going to do three albums a year. Right. So he's gonna be mean doing
1: he's over this album. I
4: mean, right. I mean, I mean, if he's saying I'm doing three albums a year and, and he's getting ready to work on this Turbo Graphic 16 album and getting ready to put that out <laughs> with, with that another show, album changed, and, and then I another album after Fox that, so, I hope so maybe he has. You know, maybe he has moved on from Pablo album and maybe he has come to the point of. Uh, Trying to uh, be more creative, as you know, some of you, you, you some of y'all have said on this um, podcast, as far as uh, really showing um, who he really is as an artist. Maybe that, that, maybe him talking about doing two and three albums a year is him getting back into that true artistic flow of who he really is. I mean, right. We'll see.
2: Well, and then there's that interesting question, you know to Shaw's point, like how important is rapping for him? Maybe he is just this great like musical ear. He can bring people together. He brings the best out of you. That's what a good producer should be doing. I don't think this project was the best
1: in order to reflect
2: that. Right. Maybe that is where he's going,
1: maybe that's where he wants to be, but I don't know if this was the best reflection of saying, I'm gonna make this great album. Sure, it's gonna have me, not all of me, a lot of other people, I'm bringing the best out of everything and I'm gonna bring you something that's musically amazing. I think that's maybe the direction he wants to go, but I don't know if we saw it on this project. It seems a little bit hodgepodge. I mean, we went to the thing, he played the whole album, and then he played a whole bunch of songs that weren't on the album. Yo,
0: right? That was You're like, so weird. What you did we just do? passed the aux card. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, okay I
1: don't know. So yeah, you come on out. out. Right.
0: <laughs> you know, um, Kanye West is obviously um, one, one of the most iconic artists in, in this new generation. Um, and he's competing against himself in a lot of ways. You know, we look at an album like College Dropout, which was his first that we have here, did uh, 4 Million, and then we got Late Registration and Graduation, which a lot of people say was his best work. Um, that Between that and Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 808 and Heartbreaks, Breaks, and then we have Pablo again. What do you feel like, Sean, you said this is his worst album. How do the rest of you guys feel about with well, those I in?
3: I, have, I actually have Yeezus... Ranked, that's his, and it's 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 hard to say worse because I like I said that's I don't so I don't think yeah he hasn't he has it's right. like what's Leonardo DiCaprio's worst performance you know like right. he's he he's he's a gem you know he he's an important figure I definitely think Kanye is, is, is found his way into like the all time greatest list but um when. I think it's, it's, I say lowest in the catalog. When when you say when you say worst, it kind of equates with being bad. And I don't think Kanye can make a bad album. I don't, I don't think that's in his DNA. But I have this, uh, Life of Pablo, I have this coming in number six of his seven albums. Number six. With Yeezus being under that? Yes, I have Yeezus as number seven.
4: I, I, think, Yeezus, I think Yeezus, I know a lot of people don't like Yeezus, but I, that's that's a tough album man I just think it just went so far over people's heads especially you know it coming after my deep, my, the, the Deep Twisted <coughs> Fantasy album and after the Watch the Throne album um, even though technically that's a collaboration album but coming after those albums with the Yeezus I think that's what made people like really just be turned over Ye- the Yeezus album but I thought the Yeezus album was dope I mean I think the Pablo album is probably his worst album but I don't think you know, you know, between Pablo and 808s and Heartbreak, those are probably the two least favorite albums for I me. Love 808s. I nah, love I can't 808s. stand that album. Love 808s. I, I see
3: 808s is, is one that was that was highly debated when it came out too. Yeah, I can't
4: you stand that. You have
2: to only listen to 808s when you're going through a breakup. So <laughs> when you're going through a breakup, <laughs> right. I believe you, but, but go Except through people. a breakup and you will love 808s, I just I just can't I stand you.
4: the auto-tune for the whole album. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot It was such a different It was such a different
0: vibe And and coming from Kanye Who wanted to be Kind of looked at as One of the best rappers You know it It was a whole different feel For him um, and I feel like he, like you said earlier, he shifted the culture. He, he moved Absolutely. the needle. You know what I'm saying with that album? It made. You it talk
4: got about eight oh eight, I mean, think about to, future,
2: and it, think about Drake, right? right? And, and the time the, period, the, the time too. period, the yeah. stuff that was going on at that yeah. time.
4: It was definitely perfect for that time period. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will agree with you, Tori, that it was different. It was definitely perfect for the time period and the era that it came out. I just, from a creative standpoint, it didn't do nothing for me creatively because I you know it's like you you know why he did what he did it's because of the era of the musical climate that was out at that time right you know what I'm saying I'm saying that's just whereas to me was just too. mad creative like right. just yeah. it was just a creative I mean that's a dope album well, I, a dope I, agree. Album I think me, a man. lot of
2: people slept on Jesus. I think the overt kind of religious imagery Put a lot of people off. Like, you know, once you start comparing yourself to Jesus, right. it can only go downhill. Um, I think we learned that from the Beatles. But, you know, I think it's this idea that Jesus, sonically, he did some real interesting shit. Absolutely. Like stuff that other... Rap producers weren't doing, you know, and I mean, even look at, you know, the so strange fruit sample. Yeah. Oh my
4: god! Yeah, that I mean, just...
0: Rick was involved with that album, right? Rick Rubin. And, and he
2: pulled, yeah. you know, Charlie Wilson. Like he was doing kind of interesting things. There was a Bollywood sample. He was really kind of going for, it and I think that Jesus
0: people ahead slept ahead of his on time. it. I think Yeezus is yeah. That I so so think albums time. that people come back to. Just like 808, yeah. yeah, though. 808 was
3: very and my beautiful dark
2: twisted fantasy. I think when that came. You know, a lot of people didn't kind of give it the um, the accolades that it deserved, and it's definitely high in his really? discography.
3: Really, I actually people say that. No, I just, I just yeah, I hear people think say that that's his best. That, that between was,
0: that and graduation, that was crazy. Best. Well, I think yeah.
2: though that th- with that record, there wasn't sort of the big radio single so I mean you look at the sales here right it's like doing a third of what some of his other records are doing I think it was one of those like ardent Kanye heads like we all fuck with it but a lot of so-called kind of casual Kanye fans they don't think of it in the same way as like College dropout or graduation, but sonically, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was dope. Like e- dope. you still listen to it now, and it still holds absolutely. up. You know, that it's was, a great record.
3: That was one of them joints. That's you know, that's where he introduced the Good Fridays joint. So absolutely right. he had us all right. tuned in crazy. Absolutely, and I, again, and,
0: just doing things to 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 change the climate and the culture and being an innovator. And and I feel like that's probably where. People are looking for Kanye to go, and that's why certain things become underwhelming or, or become a disappointment. Right. Because he's not making an event out of it and it's not doing what he's done in the past. Well, I
2: think and, it's an event, but it's an event where you leave and you're not sure what that event was, <laughs> wasn't right? The best like event. you were like, wait, the ox card cord got passed. Like that what part, just happened? That part it was very me. confusing. It blew
0: me. I was done after that. I was yeah. like, yo, I hear the actual it felt like I was in the car with the homies. Right. And we was just playing, yeah you know I mean, playlists. It was, it was definitely crazy. What, um, what are your favorite, what are some of you guys' favorite Kanye records, favorite album? What's his best body of work?
2: I love College Dropout. And I think, obviously, I was in college at the time, so I have a very personal connection. But, you know, when that came on, it just, it to me, it changed my life. And it just opened up this <laughs> place in hip-hop for me that I just didn't know existed and it was one of those records I remember my roommates you know neither of them liked rap and they would listen to it and we would just listen to it on fucking repeat all the time and I think there was you you. you know the biggest thing was uh, taking music aside there was this vulnerability that I loved about him Mm -hmm. that a lot of rappers were afraid to have you know it's very much the braggadocio or I'm better than you and he was ready to be vulnerable and be sad and be human. And I think, you know, to us nowadays, that's normal. You know, you listen to Drake or Future, it's very normal for people to show weakness, but he opened that door. And when he first came out, I remember people made fun of the way he dressed. They questioned his sexuality. You know, he's not masculine enough, but you know, for people like me, I just really resonated to it. And from then it was like, he was the underdog and we wanted him to win. So to me, definitely college dropout. It's his magnum opus, it's his best album. Um and to me it's always going to be number 1.
4: Um my my favorite album this is Mr. C. My favorite album is Graduation. And probably one of my all-time favorite Kanye West songs is Big Brother. I mean, great song. That's, great, right, that that yeah. that song is just oh my god, like from the have time of Have you it ever just...
2: shed a tear, Mr. C? Cuz I have
4: listening to that song. <laughs> that I mean, song I I, is I ain't going to take it I ain't going to take it that far, but but I shed a few tears at that. Song. When this comes on,
0: stadium, stadium status. status. Oh, god! Yeah, this you is get a, goosebumps you get chills And for him and for, him
4: to, and for him to pay homage and give respect, you know, to to, to 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 you know one of the guys that put him on, it's uh it's a great tribute. Um, it's right. a great tribute song to, to you know I, I just and you can have.
0: relate to the story. You can relate to his position in Rockefeller, right? You know what he said. You know, was said I could like buy a, two tickets. Right. right. We have and all been there. Was <laughs> dumb we have and all I was been there. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you look at the pecking order in the Rockefeller and Def Jam system and Kanye was definitely at the bottom of the totem pole Sure, you know everybody was the bigger artist everybody was somebody that people felt to be more credible and here he come with the polos with two collars he never felt flipped that way. up.
1: he was number one no. always to be, yeah. begin
0: with he, right. o- he always felt that way about himself but he had to make everybody else believe it
2: and you know oh, what's yeah. dope is like to your point C like he's paying homage to someone who was his friend like it's one thing for people to pay homage to someone who's past or you know Tupac, like yeah Tupac, Biggie then. yeah my, you know now MJ like alright Rest in peace. But to a grown man saying to another grown man, like, "Yo, I love you. You are my idol. I just want to make you proud. I want to be like you." That is some real vulnerable emo shit. And but if you anybody's know, vulnerable. It's that dude. Absolutely. I mean, it's showing, yeah.
1: showing if anybody's shown a vulnerable side in yeah. and yeah. All that, I think Kanye's definitely been good at
2: that. Yeah, and I thought that was so, that was great because it was more than, you know, it was this universal feeling that we've all kind of felt. You know, everyone's looked up to someone and sometimes you can't say those things, but I think he has that line about, you know, give someone roses when they can still smell them. And, you know, you play those beginning bars, you get chills because we all can kind of empathize with it to some level. Another
4: record that sticks out to me that I don't even think people really give him credit for as far as taking that risk is through the wire because right. sure. because of the situation oh, with the car right. accident and yeah. him to do those vocals when he still had fucking wires yeah. in his mouth like right. well, yeah. what if that record didn't what, what, if, what if that record wasn't successful right. I mean I don't even know if the rest of his career would have even followed if it wasn't for him taking that risk of mm-hmm. saying you know what I'm gonna do this record with the wires in my mouth and I'm just gonna let it I'm gonna Push out my pain through these vocals, and I, I think if it wasn't for that record, I mean, I don't think anything else would even have it. He didn't it he didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't
3: fathom that, you know, Kanye. You know, a part of the reason why he's such a big winner is that he doesn't even fathom the losses. He doesn't take into account. Like I actually did an interview with him when he was in the when he was in the uh, car accident in the hospital from the car accident, and his mouth was wide shut. And uh, he rapped that song to me Mm. over the phone. And, you know, he was telling me that was coming out. And, you know, it was a, you know he's rapping a song that's going to be his first single and then he's talking about pancakes and then he's talking about <laughs> the doctors and he's talking about they said he was in the wrong type of vehicle and he cuz you know his mind is all, always wondering but he never is thinking about he's thinking about everything else except taking that loss you know mm-hmm. he's
0: so passionate he's <clears throat> one of those guys that's yes. so passionate that he almost wills his success he because does. you got to believe it you know
1: but i never met early on we had when we first met him way a hundred years ago I remember you know with the Just Blaze era and the sped up soul samples and the da 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 I never remember anybody being as confident as he was about being a star Yeah, I'm gonna be a star one day you know if you're gonna like my music you know right. there was no one's ever to my recollection spoken so assured that they were gonna be special one day and if you don't like me I can tell you to your face you don't like me but you're still gonna you know you're still gonna listen to my music and then when his first album came out he came up to our office just to Ask us all what we thought about it. I mean, no one ever came up to us to say, so what do you think about my album? Blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Every editor go up to speak at every one of them. And, well, I know you didn't really like my music here, but you're going to like it. Right. And we've never had anybody be confident to that point. Was it fake? Was it real? Was it ever? Was it a show? But the, the confidence from the very, very... Entry level of Kanye was like nothing I think the bravado back then, the tracks
2: always justified it, right? Because I think a lot of artists, especially nowadays, have this bravado of, oh, I'm the best. I'm the greatest of all time. But Kanye had hit after hit, whether it's deep cuts, whether it was singles, he had something to prove that he wasn't just kind of blowing hot air. And I think at that point, you have to believe him. I think it gets harder when it's like, wait, so what was the last Kanye radio hit? We all have to sort of pause and think, I don't remember. That's why I thought 808s
1: was so ballsy.
2: Mm-hmm. There was some stuff
1: there that you could give away and Tay and I we talked about it and get rid of and not but it thought that it was like I'm at this height of my career and I'm going to give you something so left field and you're either going to take it or leave it um but if anybody's going to give it to you it's me.
0: Sure. And people dug it and like we said that opened up the draw the doors for, for, yeah. right. for the Drake's and I mean even now because Drake's opened up the door for the Bryson Tiller's of sure. the world. So mm-hmm. you know it all comes from that that kind lineage. One thing
4: one thing I, one thing I always think about when it come down to Kanye, is how would he be if his mother was still alive?
1: That's, a, that's, the, that's the main question that's... of all of it, and it's an, it's an area you can't really go into so much.
4: Because he, when, Wait, when his mother I... passed away, he started blacking out, like oh, really? really going. I think that was
0: yeah. I mean, I think yeah. anybody can kind of look at that as a moment in time where things change, where Kanye changed, where some of his outbursts changed, where sure. some of the music changed, that like everything. That moment
1: me still. That what that we're saying of how everything happened, and I, I feel we are talking about it because it's such a, an issue, you know, but. That how that did not change the character of who he was to such an extreme, you know, level. And then we only saw how much he was actually dealing with it. We know he was blacking out and stuff, but that's the key, the crux to all of it, I think, of, you know, of the character we have today.
4: Right, because if, if, much- if nobody didn't, if nobody, if there was not anybody on this planet that had his back she was the one person right, that really, sure. you right. know, of right. course, because that's his mom. But and he was so vocal about it, right? You know, so
0: and for the him politics to deal of with what that... actually happened, right? So right. Everything how, about how it, you can't happen.
1: even. I, I always say you can't make the stuff up. Yeah, you know that expression. To me, with the Kanye thing, you uh, for that character to be, just you know, his mother's child, and to be so out there and always know as an only child, you know, she would always be there for him. It was just a, uh, it, it. We'll never know how much it changed Yeah. We'll never know how much it changed him. And not to say that it, you know, better or worse, or whatever, just the being of Kanye. And then on top of that, dealing with celebrity, dealing with falling right. in love. I thought the big thing about Isis was that this guy was having a child at that point. So sure. he would change. And that we'd have this guy who now is a father. And I don't know, but maybe being a father would change him. Well, he didn't have the baby till after Jesus. So I, when I heard Jesus, I was like, okay, well maybe when the baby comes, he's gonna change. <laughs> right. This album's gonna be really, really like blow you away, amazing. Because right. having a child's gonna just change this person to such a degree. But two kids in, I'm not really sure right. if I got what I thought he's, was gonna happen he, on this
2: project. He is. But still. And I think life experiences they affect everyone differently, right? I mean, well, that you know. Ends. So I think. I wouldn't even want to project sort of what he how he should act when his mom passes or you know being in love or having children. One thing though that always kind of is a little bit of craw of my side is when people sort of blame the Kardashians. It's this idea that, oh, Kim has ruined him, the Kardashians have ruined him. And if anything, I think they're a match made in heaven because they're both very much the type of people who love attention and they know how to drum it up, they know how to get people talking, and they genuinely enjoy it. And I think Kim has been just as helpful for his credibility in certain areas that are important to him as he has for her. So well,
1: they're also playing the game together. Absolutely. I mean, middle of the night of the moving the money over to the checking account. Absolutely. Sweetie's not broke
2: anymore. You know what I mean? Right. It's,
1: they're playing this game together. And totally. they're both our experts. They have fun. Yeah. Yeah. But also to just to back it up, I think that something that we don't take seriously with rappers a lot of times is that they're human beings and they yeah. go through things and you know, Cameron disappeared for a year, and we all thought, like, where'd Cam go? Well, his mom had strokes, you know? Sure. Like, you know, when we hear other things, and you're like, well, something happened with your brother. And I think we sometimes forget how, you, you know, and, and maybe we do in a day-to-day when we know them, but mm. in the bigger picture, the hip-hop fan doesn't really keep in mind, this is a human being, and when something happens, they're just as fucked up as you're going to be over that. Absolutely. And I think that's a very, maybe in celebrity, but definitely with hip-hop, we skip right over
0: yeah, what you're yeah. going through, you know? It's tough, to, it's tough to live life in the public eye, yeah. you know? Um, of course, this is what you signed up for. You want to be a celebrity, you <laughs> right. got to take all that comes with it. But, right. you know, there, there are definitely moments like losing your mom, you know, is, is definitely, everybody's going to deal with that in a different way. Um, to Just to lighten the moon a little bit, shout, talk to me about your favorite Kanye kind of albums or your dopest songs.
3: You know, it's so crazy because I'm, I'm looking at my list right now, and one the first four, one through four, are so close. Like, you could you could really change the order, one through four, and, you know, you could have a debate about all of them. Like, his first four albums, I think any one of them could be his best. But I'm going to go with Graduation as well, man. I, I think Graduation was so appropriate because I think it changed. It, it graduated Kanye from, like, being one of the dopest in music to that super elite status Mm -hmm. (coughs) i think when he he put that album out, i I was at mtv and uh we had started doing hottest mcs at that time and you know kanye was pretty high up on the list graduation you know he, he actually he actually uh rapped about it um on uh Barry Bonds, when he says top five MCs, you ain't got to remind me. He was, he was definitely talking about the hottest MCs list that we was doing. And I remember seeing him in uh, the infamous night where Lil Wayne got arrested at the Beacon Theater. Kanye came out as a guest. And he did that Can't Tell Me Nothing record. Mm. And the building was shaking so crazy. And, you know, up to that point... You know, Kanye was loved in the hood, but he didn't really have that, that really hood banger. Like, okay, you know, like if the if the tunnel was open back in the days, he right. coulda took that to- Or speed, a, or speed, or speed. Man, speed was something <laughs> different. Is, we yeah, had speed. some moments, we had but, some moments. <laughs> but, but,
4: but what you just mentioned about him not having the, that, that, that hood acceptance, the one thing that helped Kanye during that graduation period was him going back and forth with 50 Cent, you remember? They was going back Absolutely. and forth. Absolutely. Right. And you know they had that whole who's going to sell the most records, who's right. going to do the best in the first week. You know, Kanye w- was the first person that really stood up to Fifth, sure, and mm-hmm. didn't back down from Fifth. And Whereas, one. huh? And, and one and one <laughs> and one and, one, <laughs> and one, You know, without having to do diss records and of that right. type of right. stuff, it was just his just music. Yeah, it was the music, and it was just them going face to face, head to head on some record sales shit. And he, you know, he he beat Fifth. That's that might I think
3: that might have been the most the most focus that we've probably ever seen, um, Kanye, just focused on making an incredible masterpiece. Actually, you know, not to name drop or anything like this, but Jay-Z actually played me the graduation album because he was the president of Def Jam at the time. And, you know, we played it a, a few weeks back. And, you know, Jay was so proud of that album when I, when we was listening to it. it I've never seen Jay that happy for any of his own projects than when he was playing that uh that Kanye album. Jay was supposed to be on that Barry Bonds record too. Before. Oh wow. Yeah, that's, that's a, crazy. The drive the to drop a little insider thing. He was like, Yeah, you know, I just wanted to let them live though. You know, I didn't want to steal the uh, song. I had I for, but I wanted to let them live. But Jay was definitely supposed to be on the Barry Bonds record. But, you know, just listen to that record. And um sonically he changed because, you know, it wasn't just the, the Soulful thing, like right. if, if you that's listen when he to made the leap over stronger right. and you know, well I,
2: that's and that's the thing is you made such a good point. He had like you know the Jeezy sample on Can't Tell Me Nothing but then he flips a Daft Punk sample right. and you know now we talk about EDM and every DJ wants to do EDM and it's like you know very much Fuck a thing EDM. Go ahead. you know you everyone mean? but Mr. <laughs> C wants to do EDM he will be in Ibiza later this summer though um that's a lot of money a lot of zeros in that EDM life I'm just saying <laughs> you need a manager um Mom. but I will say that you know on the same record to put Stronger out and for a lot of rap fans they didn't know who Daft punk was and he had basically a song that you know he had like the street record but he had the number one pop you know billboard top 100 record too all in the same album and i think that was a cohesive package you know it was important because you get all the different audiences
0: and kanye was one of those artists that it was acceptable for him to do both of those type of records.
2: Absolutely. You know,
0: he was he was one of those guys who didn't kind of paint himself into a corner as to what, you know, like 50 Cent was so street and so right. hard, it was only but so much he could do. Right. Whereas a guy like Kanye had a lot more flexibility in what he could do musically. Um, we talked about Kanye West and the collaborators. Um, you, you talked about him being one of the dopest MCs and moving into that space. How How, where do we rank Kanye because we know that he has collaborators or writers or, or whatever does that take him out of that conversation Is it does he keep him there is it is it an asterisk like the lockout season great question. like what
2: collaborators ghost writers what do you mean exactly
0: well people I, be
4: writing this wrong
0: right there, okay i just wanted
2: to hear you say that there's
0: um, been there's been rumors <laughs> that they're yes. you know um from from the rom fest right. to the consequences to push you know, a team. right push sure. a, num- a number of guys travis scott yeah, don't don't ask me about that one. Scratching my head, but um, you know, where where, you know, where does that put what's, Kanye what's, in that what's conversation?
3: What's interesting is, you know, to me it felt like Kanye was the the albums, the music was better when he didn't have as many, right collaborative. You like know 20 what people,
0: saying? 20 writers on the song is ridiculous. So does
2: each person write one word? Like how does that work?
0: <laughs> you might get an ad lib.
2: Do I get a comma? You get like an asterisk? Like how does Unless that work? are fucking up some comments. Right, then clearly. Totally different. Totally. But yeah, it's,
0: it's, I just want to
2: know. I think from... too many chefs in the pot at that point. Like at that point you are second guessing yourself because there's way too many people but I think
3: it was way better when Kanye was just was just him and you know maybe Rhyme Fest was there in consequence like with with too many people is just making it a little bit too convoluted to me
2: but it goes back to your question of if we know for all intents and purposes that he is relying on outside help can we put him on that list of right. MCs? I I personally would say no. I put him more on a list of like sort of icons or artists, like this all encompassing. But right. like as an actual rapidy rapper, like I don't put him on. You said rapidy rapper. List. I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so a thing. Little that's little alliteration. You rapper. Yeah, you know, but somebody rap. who raps like versus who really
4: rap. and write their yeah. own rhymes. Right. Yeah. I so mean, what...
0: because the conversation is you got to you write know, your own
4: That's Z-Z. what
3: I said. We saying We
0: saying Pac. We saying you know we saying all we saying Big. We saying Nah. We saying these guys who. For, for as much as we know, right. all pen and write their own rhymes. So for you to be included in this conversation, I feel like the the prerequisite is that you have to write your own rhymes. I agree.
3: And, I agree and, with and
0: that. We have guys who are who are ghost You know, the same conversation is is what took Drake out of that as took Drake out of that conversation. Absolutely. Is the same. You know, the ghost writing thing. See, you you. I mean, you you know what it is. See how you feel about the ghost writing and, and does that? Does I that mean, play? I think
4: I think you know, <clears throat> you know it's it's a you know, some people may respect it. Some people may reject it, but you know, you have to just really keep in mind that even though we as hip hop purists may look at people like Kanye or Drake as a rapper, they also are entertainers too, as well. Sure. So, um, you know, uh, th- this has been going on since, since, you know, as far as I can remember with hip hop, where rappers have had ghost writers write for them. You sure. know what I mean? Or whatever the case is, we don't, you know, we don't condemn Diddy because we we know he's always had writers for him. You know, even though he, we, don't at, well, we, we don't look at Liddy, we don't look All at we don't look at Diddy's a legitimate rapidy rapper. But he also <laughs>
2: says, "I don't write rhymes, I write I tracks. Write right, And right. whoever wrote that line, a plus for them. A+ right, plus. you know, yeah.
4: you know. So, but uh, I mean, I don't really, I don't condemn Kanye or Drake if they. Have people writing for them, or if they if they have songwriters or somebody that submit um, uh, a song that's already structured, I really don't condemn them from that. I I, I think we're in a different era in time in hip hop where uh, the immediate public don't really give a fuck. They really don't care. they don't. No, they don't. What
3: for
0: you? Does does it? Can, can he stay in the conversation of the best? Absolutely Tennessee's? not.
4: Okay. Absolutely not. And, and, and if you don't write your rhymes, I can't put you. You can't be in my top five, top ten if you ain't writing your own rhymes.
3: Absolutely. You, I agree. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I, I think if, if Kanye, even if it came down insurmountable evidence that he was writing his own rhymes, I, I don't think he's in the top five yet. No. I know.
4: I, I I so you're saying, if, you're saying technically if even Kanye wrote right? all these rhymes to all these albums, you still wouldn't put him in the top five?
3: No. I don't think I could, man. You I, would? I, I still I still got beat. Oh absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Just yeah. making sure. You know what I hate, I hate
0: because because top five dead or alive rhymes, everybody says five. I hate the fact that you want to limit it to five MCs or five people. Because well, it's of- how much you can
2: count in one hand. Then it that's, gets complicated. That's ridiculous. we if you got an
0: extra finger though? Even
2: ten though, right? Even ten, if we're talking just the rhymes that we've heard, we're not I'm not gonna put him in a top ten of all time as a rapper.
4: Mm. come on now what about on top on 10 in this current era
2: sure absolutely even, even, even if he didn't we're write his own rhymes as an
0: in, artist. His, in this current era no no no, no. Not a top 10 artist, not top 10 rappers yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah once you once you don't write all your rhymes you out of the rap category totally you definitely just out this of that catalog conversation catalog is
3: incredible
0: catalog is amazing as I'm looking at it I'm just thinking you know smile like you when college dropout came out I remember that in my own world, because in my hood, everybody wasn't listening to Kanye West. I grew up in Coney Island. See, I was popping. Nobody was listening yes, to Kanye yes. West, right? So I'm thinking that everybody is like my neighborhood. Nobody's listening. He had a show at SOB's. I remember this clear as day. So and I And I think I'm going to waltz up to SOB's, pay or maybe even talk my way in to get in to see this Kanye West show that nobody else knows about. Right. And then I get there and this line is rammed down the block. And I ended up listening to that concert outside through the glass. Nice. Because that's how much I loved Kanye West at that time. He was the first artist I bought merch from. Like, I went online and found the Kanye West t-shirt with the bear. His merch And I bought awesome. the merch. Like, I was so, so invested in the Kanye West thing at that point. So, you know, college dropout for me, amazing. Late registration, amazing. Graduation. I wish he would have went good-ass job after that. Sure. That was, that was the first album title change. And, you know, that, that kind of deviate from the plan. But just, you know, 808s, like I said, I love that, Twisted Fantasy, just crazy. Like, his catalog is amazing, and every time he did something to push the envelope to reinvent what we thought Kanye West was and to take it a step further.
2: I I mean, I have a question, because I think in the beginning, you know one thing that drew a lot of people I think people like us is we really liked him as a person and you mentioned the merch and you know for a while he had a tumblr like a blog we used to all go there to look at pictures of very expensive Swedish chairs you know (laughs) just because we wanted to live in this world and I think a lot of his fans they buy his shoes they buy his clothes you know or want to you know with their parents allowance but do you feel now in 2016 is he as likable is he as relatable are we still rooting for him
3: I'm still rooting for him, but you, you know what's you know what's interesting is that it's two different eras because when we first met Kanye, we we met him in a very very personable era. Like, sure. I remember having. Dinner at TGI Fridays with Kanye. He would, you know. He okay, would that's because you the- live away. <laughs> <life, laughs> <Shahi. laughs> the rest of us no, did not, not get to not do that. No, not just me. Not <laughs> just me. He he would like Vanessa was saying. He would come up to every office in the press. Like the one of the reasons why he blew up and he was such a uh, a media darling to start off with is because he did like a presidential campaign, literally for, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. He would come up to every single office, every single journalist. Shake hands, talk, debate, give out his number, give out his his uh, two way pager. Sure. You know, it, it it was just a very it was just a very different thing. Now we're coming up in the era where he doesn't do press, right? You know, he doesn't do the big interviews anymore. Apparently
2: now he doesn't do white press per Twitter. Oh, Did you no, guys see no that no he white said press? white press should not talk about his music? But funny, he only tends to do fashion magazines. Right? So Wasn't he little... just on Ellen? Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe she's just uh, mixed mix or something. <laughs> I don't know.
3: It's, it's, it's different. So it's kind of like, when you know, when I see Kanye now and, and doing different things like that, It's it's sort of like we just like, that's Kanye being Kanye.
2: See, know? I just feel like he's not relatable on any level. Like even someone like a Jay-Z who obviously makes more money than I will probably ever see in my lifetime and lives this crazy life. For whatever reason, I feel like he's approachable. Like I just feel like there's some something I can empathize with, and I feel that way about you know guys like Drake, Kendrick, right. obviously Jay Cole. Right. Yeah, some sort of like a human connection. I think with Ye, at least for me personally, I feel like that's been waning. This kind of idea that he really is putting himself on a pedestal and keeping the peasants at bay, and this could be you know even the way he prices his fashion line, or you know to get into a show to see. His MSG fashion show, it's like $145. Like, I think he kind of forgot the proletariat, so to speak. That's and
3: $53 million in <laughs> debt. He's, yeah, he's but trying then he's, to get the money Right. Yeah, but I then he's going
2: on he, Twitter and kind of wants us to, like, feel bad for right, him. So right. it's weird. It's like this tenuous place. He understands place, that, though, because that's know? why
0: you get a I miss the old Kanye. That's yeah. why you can get a verse out of him like that, because he understands that there's probably a disconnect between him and the people that 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 loved him at one point. Right.
2: And you, I don't think you have to like regress, right? I think as a person and as an artist you should move forward, but I don't think you also need to be sort of overtly distancing yourself cuz I think the minute cuz even someone like a, you know, Kim Kardashian Through her selfies and through her blog, she does try to, like, get you to empathize. Because why? She wants you to buy the many things that she's selling. And I think with Ye, for whatever reason, it just feels like he's on another planet. And his references, you know, the people he's shouting out on Twitter, you know, he's, like, asking, like, Larry Page of Google and Mark Zuckerberg to call him. You know, 99.999% of the population doesn't give a fuck. And it's like, it's literally not 1% problem. It's it's 0.01%. Right, right, right. And, you know, at the end of the day, as your fans, we want to buy into you. Like, we want to buy your merch. We want to support you. But it's really hard to when you kind of alienate us.
0: You know what? And, that, and that's a perfect segue into what we want from Kanye West. With this new album looming, pending, being worked on, Topographic 16, which we're sure the title is going to change. In a perfect world, what does that album feel like and sound like to you, C?
4: I mean, I just, I want him to just continue to be, you know, I, I, I like that he pushes the envelope. I want him to continue to push the envelope, whether people agree with what he say or what he do or what he rap about or whatever. I want him to continue to do that because it's not really that many of these type of guys around. Um, you take away Kanye West, man. We, you know, no, man, you, you know, it's it's different. It's, it's, a different industry. it's a lot of ratchetness on there. Different you know, what I mean, you know, a lot of ratchet bullshit out there. So <laughs> I, it doesn't bother me that he continue to push the envelope, and it doesn't bother me that he take risks. I I I, I like Kanye the way that he is now and I I want him to continue to just be who he is be real be honest be yourself just you know whether nobody gives a fuck or only you give a fuck or if everybody give a fuck just be yourself
2: I want to care and I just feel like with this last album it was really hard to care from the rollout to just sort of his like the antics it was just really hard to give a fuck, and a more I,
0: traditional rollout would, would work for you,
2: or just a rollout that, as a fan, I could like get your not music a, not a without. Out. Well, yeah, without sort of having to resort to you know BitTorrent or like Pirate Bay or something. So you didn't you know? sign
0: up for the thirty-day trial of Title, is what you're telling you us? You know what's
2: funny? They gave me a code, and it didn't work. So I think we need to talk to someone in IT because I did try. I did try with Title. <laughs> I get Title on
3: the phone.
2: I like Title to be honest with you, not the. Shit. I mean I'm all about Spotify. No, I'm not.
3: I'm not I about pay for both. I, like so, you know. I pay I pay for both.
2: But I think that's the thing. I just really want I just want to care again and I think that means sonically I want to hear something new cuz I know he has it in him. He's one of the few people who I do believe is a visionary. He can see things and hear things that other people can't. I want him to do some shit that's going to make all of these guys, you know, that we're shaking our heads at push their game up you know because Kanye can do that he'll make Drake drop a better record he'll make you know Pusha drop a stronger record he pushes people around him and I think it makes us you know better as hip-hop so he has that power and he also has a platform and you know I understand not every artist wants to be political but you know, we're in the middle of an election, and I would have loved to see Kanye say something beyond taking selfies with Hillary Clinton. Again, maybe that's just me, because in my heart that of hearts. Maybe Kanye
0: 2020. Is, yeah. Yeah, he said you he's going to run for he's president in 2020. So. What more do you
2: want? He's running for office. I mean, he's 53 million in debt, so there better be a lot of super PACs helping him out. Um, but that's it. To me, I just, I really want him to move the needle, and I know he has it in him.
0: Absolutely. Sha, new album from Kanye West. What you looking for?
3: Um, I definitely want him to produce more of it just by himself. You know, I'm I'm, I'm missing Kanye as a producer. I, I wouldn't be mad to hear one or two soul samples, you know, a lot back in the days, you know, call me nostalgic. And, you know, just, just provocative lyrically, you know. Like, I, I don't care if he's offending people. I don't care if he's... I just want to, you know, just hear more, like what it is for like to him to have a son now, you know, and also raise his daughter as, as he's getting older and, you know, what he really thinks of some of these other MCs kind of coming for his spot, you know, just really, really provocative. Lyrics, hey,
2: can you he take no, us no. to TGI Fridays because it's not fair that only <laughs> play Shaheem, new, play yeah, new music. that would be great. Well, we'll listen, we all got
0: effortless. our wish list, Kanye West. I'm sure this will get to you somehow, some way. I want to thank you, Shaheem, for being here, man. Definitely appreciate thank you, you coming through. Let the people know where they can find you, real quick.
3: Um, you can find me, my name, really, everything at Shaheem Reed, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Shaheem Reed, everything,
0: definitely, definitely. Smile. what about you?
2: Uh, sell me a K, so check me out. And
0: the new uh double XL
4: cover coming soon. Crazy, crazy. See, <clears throat> at DJ Mr. C, Twitter, Instagram, and um, somebody's gonna be my manager.
2: <laughs> Only <laughs> no if we doubt. go to Vita and do EDM music.
0: Let me get these EDM checks, of course, you know where we at, man. Double XL I am Tore at Tore on that Twitter and that Gram. Of course, you can catch me on SiriusXM XM as well. On behalf of myself. Vanessa who stepped out to go handle some big dog business we appreciate y'all for tuning in man we'll be right back with it the great hip-hop debates double XL you know how we do it